What's up, guys? We're back for another episode of the Miss Got a Misfits podcast. As always, it's your girls, Pebs. And Isis. And y'all, like, and I know it's it's part of our job to tell you guys what's going on for the week. But this week has been one of the most emotional weeks from celebrity death to TV shows that are depressing. It's just so much, like, sadness that happened this week. So I don't want to dwell on the sadness for too long, but, you know, we are going to uh, talk about it. So, you know, at the top of the week, um, rapper Takeoff was shot and killed in Houston during what is so many conspiracies about what happened. I'm hearing that, OK, it was about a dice game. Then I'm hearing it's not about a dice game. Then I'm hearing that Quavo was really the one that was into it with uh some of Jay Prince's entourage and all of this blase blah. But I feel like what's getting lost in the conversation is that another young black male that's supposedly living his dream has had his life cut short before the age of 30. Like it's gotten to the point where we're so desensitized. Like for me, I know that when I see um, like they got a video or whatever the situation, I can't watch videos like that. Like I saw a little bit of it or whatever, but it's so crazy that instead of y'all trying to de-escalate the situation, instead of y'all trying to tell these black boys all this motherfucking money that arguing, the whole purpose of becoming a rapper, yeah, you know, oh, this is your art, you making music or whatever, but for real, for real, the whole purpose is to get out of the streets. It's to, to put your family in a position that you wouldn't have been able to put them in if you was working at McDonald's or whatever the case may be. So to see all these people and all these, I've seen so many different angles or whatever. First off, all these motherfucking uh, TikTok detectives, these Instagram investigators, like y'all need to go uh, sign up to, to for the police force. They need you because these people didn't fit all oh, the purple person in the yellow shirt with the red hat, like, Y'all had all this fucking energy, and I'm hearing so many different things instead of us honoring this young black male that was gunned down for nothing. And I'm just confused because technically they're at a party with 40 individuals, and supposedly the day party it was or whatever, everybody was searched except for his friends. And so if you put two plus two together... Allegedly, that means that it's got to be somebody. Somebody at that motherfucking party knows who shot Takeoff. And the police are saying that nobody is coming forward. And you know what that means when you come from a place like where we come from. That means that somebody finna handle some fucking business the street way. And, and I know that it's easy to want justice for your loved one or whatever. But that is not the way to fucking do it. Tell these people who shot takeoff. Y'all know who did it. If it's only 40 people at the fucking party, everybody was searched. Except for some a, a, a few choice people. Somebody know what's going on and somebody ain't talking. And, and you know, we've come up on this society where snitching is, you know, you don't snitch or whatever, whatever, man. Fuck that. Y'all set up and gunned down the... And for me, takeoff was... If you watch any of the interviews that he was in anytime, even with him being on stage, you could tell he was the one that was the most like reserved, calm, I ain't in no shit. 
or whatever. And imagine you, some people saying, oh, he wasn't supposed to get hit. Other people saying that he was shot in the back of the head and he, uh, his body was used as a shit. I didn't heard so many different stories about how this shit went down instead of us talking about why it shouldn't have never went down. It shouldn't become the norm for all of these uh, young black men who are already being incarcerated at a higher percentage than any other fucking race, who are already uh, growing up in single-parent households. We already are, they breeding us to fucking die on the streets, and we're not talking about how to prevent that. We're not talking about how to stop glorifying this shit in the music because they say, oh, you guys, the rappers talk about blah, blah, blah. Us as consumers have the power to make popular whatever the fuck we want to make popular. So if we making popular the murder music, that's what they're going to keep producing. If we say, hey, I'm tired of hearing about my black brothers and sisters dying in the street, they'll stop rapping about that shit. Because if you think that any of these people that's rapping these music or whatever is really living that life, you are fucking mistaken. And I'm so tired of hearing about Nipsey Hussle. What's the, the other one? Um, uh, Extension? I can I always say his name wrong. You listen to X's. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then you got Pop Smoke. You got uh uh Mo Three. It's so many people that I can't even think of all the names of the people that we have lost. PMB Rock, like all of these people that are dying young for no reason because either from some jealousy type shit or whatever. Like you want to rob, kill somebody. Like my mind is just so fucking tired. I'm exhausted. From from uh, dealing with all of the emotions that come with being a black woman in America, and and really being desensitized to all the terrible shit that's happening, and I don't know, it maybe I'm just too emotionally sensitive, but it something about takeoff being murdered, executed, damn near, that just ain't sitting right with my spirit, and I don't know this man from a can of paint, and it's just really sad. And to see people online talking about, oh, Offset ain't said nothing yet. Why he ain't posted nothing? Why Cardi B ain't said nothing? Like, do y'all not under? Are y'all dumb? Do y'all not understand that this is somebody's real life? That Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, like, these people don't owe you nothing when they mourning the loss of their brother, their cousin, nephew. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand. Like, y'all, oh, uh, Quavo should be ashamed of himself. Like, do y'all not understand that these the same type of rhetoric that make people uh, harm themselves? People that's probably already feeling bad enough as it is or whatever. I'm just tired. I don't know how you feel about the whole situation, but I'm just drained. Um, I think for me, like, of course, this situation is sad. I'm not as, like, emotionally invested in it. Um, but honestly, in my real life, um, you know, you know how I am, but it's, it's definitely, um, a sad situation because it's kind of like, you know, nobody, well, I'm not gonna say nobody, but I'm pretty sure them two wasn't going to this party and for 40 people for a celebrity's party. That's very small. Like that's not a lot of people at all. So you're not thinking like you're going to go there and something like this is going to happen and the person that's close to you in your life, one of the people that's close to you in your life 
is um, not coming back with you out of that situation. Um, it is sad because I didn't like I didn't realize like how young they are. Um, well, at least he is. I'm pretty sure uh, Quavo uh, Offset is probably about the same age, um, younger than us. So, um, it's just a sad situation, you know, um, a lot of people have their opinions about the situation or whatever, and, you know, all these conspiracy theories and all this, but at the end of the day, like, this man had a family, two of them, people of his family, you know, they formed a group and changed rap and made did all these accomplishments and everything and um I think regardless of whatever he had going on you know him at Quavo had going on with Offset like at the end of the day they still family you know families go through stuff and um it's just sad that they couldn't figure out whatever they was going through before they can, like, come back together and, you know, be a group again. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, like I said, families go through stuff, like, but you know, it's, it's a very, very, very sad situation. Um, uh, there's definitely been a, a ton of rappers that have lost their lives within the past few years. Um, during a time where, you know, we really shouldn't be outside like that. Mm. Like, COVID's still out here in these streets. Like, it's flu season. And I don't know what happened to monkeypox, but I don't know if that's still a thing. But, you know, we really shouldn't be being around people being outside like that. But we've lost a whole lot of rappers, um, young rappers at that. Like, I couldn't imagine being that 23 24 22 and your life like you you blowed up you making money and then all of a sudden it's just taken away from you so um it's definitely a really sad situation um I, i'm praying for his family you know it's it's just hard like it ain't gonna be the same like migos is like was like the next like Travis Porter like Travis Porter walked so the Migos could run mm. <laughs> um with that type of like rap um but yeah I just crazy and um I don't know like I don't know where like we as a society can go from mm. this like where like um because it's going to keep happening, um, which is sad to say, but, I mean, it is. Um, we got a new generation of people coming up, and, I mean, low-key, kind of, the generation before them is kind of what set all this in motion, like the Futures and the, and the Rick Rosses, and, you know, they you know, glorified this type of stuff. So now it's like, now we're dealing with the consequences of this new generation and what they listen to and what they see on social media. Um, I think eventually we'll, we'll, you know, 
come out of this and it, it, it'll be a little bit better, but we just have to, as for our culture, we just kind of have to um, change how we go about things. And that's just something that's going to take time. Yeah. So, yeah. And what's sad to me, and I think you hit on something that was profound. When you think of rap, it's just, it's like synonymous with murder and gangs and drugs. And it's sad. You don't hear about Garth Brooks being gunned down or uh, country singer, pop star, slang. Like, you don't hear about that. The only people that we hear about this happening to is us. By us. Like, we can't expect the white person, the white man, the racist, the systemic racism to care about our life if we don't care about it. That's crazy. Yeah, I think what makes it even more crazy is that rap didn't start off like that right so like back in the day when our parents like even before our parents like rap was more about you rapping about social injustice Mm. and and, you know stuff that was going on in your life like even with nwa even though they were like really like a hardcore like in your face type of rap group like they were rapping about stuff that was really happening Mm -hmm. in their lives living in la like the pro- police brutality and all this other stuff that was going on. Like, of course, not all their music was like that, but you know, most of the music that they are known for is about their lifestyles and what was really happening to them. Um, and they blew up off that. But I think as generations of rappers went on, you know, you want to follow the people that's before you. And I'm not saying that none of these rappers that's rapping about these lifestyles is going through this. But at, the, at but most of the time nowadays, they not going through these things. Mm-hmm. But the people before them have gotten so famous off of rapping about stuff that really happened to them. Like, that is kind of like, well, okay, well, you know. And not all rappers are like that. Like, Kendrick Lamar, Wale, J. Cole, like they rap about their lives, I'm pretty sure, but you know, they don't they wasn't living that type of life probably. I don't know, but but even like Jay Z evolved over time. What's crazy to me is that most of your favorite rappers aren't living the life that they telling you to go live. Like they ain't out here doing none of that stuff. They ain't out here fucking bitches and all this stuff. Most of them rap about all that crazy shit and then go home and lay up with their wife and kids and laugh their way to the bank while they killing their community. And again, we can't put all of the blame on rappers and TV and movies and video games or whatever. Like the news will try to pander to you, but it's our responsibility to care about each other because if we don't care about each other, Nobody will. Like, me and my husband and my mom were just literally talking about, um, you know, for the podcast, we try to keep you guys as updated as we can in terms of, like, the news, anything that's happening or whatever. And the other day, a celebrity passed away, which we will talk about later in the episode. And I remember ISIS calling me, telling me about what happened, and I'm researching what happened to make sure that it's legit before I post it. And the misguided misfits, and you heard this here first, we posted the news before Shade Room, before E Entertainment, before all of these other uh, 
blogs. We posted it. And from my understanding, what I seen, we we were the second uh, news outlet that I seen uh, that posted. And don't get me wrong, we still up and coming. We're still learning um, with you guys or whatever. But I posted it on our social media page, right? And I saw my own eyes that people that's in my family, instead of posting or reposting the post that they saw the information, because it had been at least an hour or two before the shade room or any of these other big networks had posted about it. So I know that in that time frame, you saw the post from us and you made a separate post to make it seem like you found out the news instead of sharing our post and stuff like that really shows me how our community is so divided. It's like a, a, a doggy dog world instead of you helping somebody else up the ladder. Like if if I help you to the mountaintop, I'm still at the mountaintop too. And it's it's crazy that idea that we have like you these rich rap, rappers that worked hard to get their family out the streets, but a, another person that looked like them will see them with the the diamonds and the jewels and all of this and instead of you saying, "Hey, don't kill that brother." They tell rappers, "Hey, don't wear your chain, don't wear your uh, your necklace because he's, the streets is hungry, and it, and it's crazy that you have to to hide because you're afraid of somebody that's gonna come and and kill you and snatch up. Like it's just ridiculous to me. I'm just exhausted, and I really just hope that this isn't just a headline for the week, and then we move on to the next thing because it's like rapper insert rapper got killed here, and then the next day we own the something else. And what's really unfortunate is that becoming a celebrity, becoming rich, isn't something that is scary now. Like, it used to be excited. Like, imagine you, like, I made it out the streets. I'm excited to be able to feed my family. Now it's, damn, am I going to make it to 30? Am I going to even have the time to enjoy my hard work? Because a lot of them, it's like, damn, you was rich for two years, and now you did. Did you even enjoy the fruits of your labor? And, like, Speaking of enjoying the future your labor, it's really unfortunate that um pop star actor um Aaron Carter was found dead at the age of 34. And when you think about it, me and Isis are 30. That's four years of of life or whatever. That's not a lot of time to think about um being dead, you know what I mean? And I don't know about y'all, but Aaron Carter had a hold on my spirit. During that whole Disney Channel where we had Hillary Dove, Raven Simone, like that was a time to be alive. And when I was researching about him passing away uh, at such an unfortunate age, like sometimes you'll hear like, "Oh, he was addicted to drugs and blah blah blah," but he had a lot of demons that stemmed from his parents not looking out for him. Like I did not realize that his parents stole fifty million dollars from him 50 million all of the money that he um made as a child his family stole that from him and imagine like you worked your life yo you gave up your childhood and then now you look up and you ain't got nothing to show for it and uh, like who wouldn't go to drugs to soothe that you know and i'm not saying that it was right uh, or whatever and it's really just unfortunate that he got caught up in an addiction because it is really a sickness. And they have these laws in place 
if you guys don't know, like if you're a child actor, if you're like underage, that your parents have to put up at least, I think it's 20% of your income into this like trust that you can either get at 18 or you can get it at 21, depending on what age you pick or whatever. And honestly, they should just make it 21. But his parents literally only put in $2 million when he was supposed to have $20 million. And that's not, that's just the minimum that they were supposed to put in the savings for him. And so imagine you got $2 million and a lot of money. But when you made hundreds of millions of dollars and you only got $2 million, then you find out that your parents haven't been paying the IRS. So he found out that he, he only had $2 million and he owed the IRS $3.5 million. I'm struggling paying my light bill sometimes and I know how stressful that could be. So imagine like being, you worked your whole life and now you you uh you find out, okay, I'm done with my work. I'm finna relax and spend my money and realize you ain't got nothing. And that your own parents did it. And then he still forgave them. He was fighting with uh, his addiction and it's just unfortunate and we don't know um, the logistics on how he died. Um, only thing that they were saying in the reports was that someone found him dead in his bathtub. So we don't know. And when we get more information, um, we'll let you guys know. But it's just unfortunate. A celebrity and being rich and it's supposed to give you a better life. And a lot of them ain't living good lives. Like, like that whole idea of money can't make you happy. That shit is real. Like, it's really sad that um, the money couldn't give them the peace that they really wanted in this life. And I really hope that in the next life that he got some peace and that him and Takeoff can continue to rest in power because it's just unfortunate that two young um, guys just lost their lives and in two extremely different ways. It's just ridiculous and I just pray over over them, and it's just tiring. I can't imagine, like, celebrities, it seems like a lot of them just be, is miserable. And it's like we sit up and we, we look at them online and follow them and listen to their trends, but deep down, they having terrible lives with just money. But I don't know how the Aaron Carter hit you, but it hit me. Um... Again, it's sad. It's a sad situation. It's um, you know, he's a part of our childhood, that Disney era, um, that uh, part in the was it the Hillary Duff movie or was it just an episode or something? I think like it, that? I think the it might have been Wire one of the movie, movies. I mean, when he was in there and it was like the Christmas song he sang, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, that might have been an episode. I don't know. It was so long ago. I can't remember if it was an episode or if it was a Lizzie McGuire movie. I can't remember. But, um, yeah. And who is his brother? Is it Sean Nick. Carter? Nick Nick Carter? Mm-hmm. So, um, but, yeah, that was a, a, a whole era there. But um, just very sad. A lot of child stars um, go through these type of things. Um, that is why there's a lot of laws in place now for these type of things. Um, so now it's not as bad, but you know, greedy people gonna find a way. Yeah, because when you think about Aaron Carter, and then now we're learning about Jeanette McCurdy and all of these people, and 
and you thinking on the outside looking in, you thinking, oh my God, but really they live in really bad lives at home. It's really unfortunate uh, that these kids are going through this. And I really just hope that, because I remember, remember there was a time when so many child stars were getting emancipated. And I was mm-hmm. just like, that's crazy. Like why, why they, they kids, they don't understand the whole time. It makes a lot more sense now on why these kids were choosing to um, separate themselves, not only financially, but like uh, legally away from their parents. And it's just really unfortunate. Um, Hopefully. Yeah. um, Today is not as, um, even not so much, even like parents of child stars, even parents and regular, that really have regular lives that living through their children they want them to do basketball they want them to do cheer they want them to to play football like i'm not a parent so i don't know um i never had that experience where my mom was trying to live vicariously through me um because she didn't get to do the things that she wanted in life but um just from the outside looking in like some of y'all parents really need to look inside ourselves and get some therapy and mm-hmm. um, talk about what's going on because it's just sad. Like, um, especially when money come into play, uh, you see your child is a is really good at football. They've been playing football. They might not even like football, but they good at it. They mm-hmm. go off to school for a scholarship. You know, they you know, look, you know, they might be one of the top picks for colleges and stuff. And, you know, these parents start seeing dollar signs, especially Mm -hmm. now, because um, I don't know if it's just for football or if it's for all college sports, but they got that NIL thing. Yeah, where they can make money. Where they can make money because, which I agree with, because these kids be bringing in a whole lot of money for mm-hmm. these schools like for these football coaches and basketball coaches and all these other coaches be making millions of dollars every year to coach college sports I feel like it's very astronomical like I feel like if that's unnecessary but that's neither here nor there it ain't my pockets I ain't never been in that situation so maybe it is a good amount of money to be coaching college sports but you know you start seeing them dollar signs. You start, and a lot of parents feel like, well, I sacrificed this, this, that, and the third for my child, so now it's time for them to give give back to me. And um, that's not how that worked. They didn't ask to be here. Like, mm-hmm. you laid up, you had this child, and you had to do what you had to do to make sure they survive, but it's not their responsibility or their duty to be... Um, Supporting your lifestyle that you wish you had. So exactly, yeah. And that's one thing I do appreciate my parents for doing as well is not forcing me to do something that I didn't want to do. Like there was a point in my life where I felt like I had to be perfect, and then I found out as an adult that I just made that up in my mind. Like I felt like my parents wanted me to be perfect, and my mom was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" She was like, "I never told you that." you have to be perfect because I'm not perfect and I understand humanity and everything else. And I just really hope that 
you know, no one's going to be a perfect parent. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to miss football games. You're going to miss the play. Sometimes you might be late to pick them up. You might have forgot dinner. You know, it's a it's hard being a parent because sometimes you get lost in just being someone's parent or whatever. So we're not saying that to make you feel bad or anything like that. But at the same time, we got to live the life that we chose. And some of the shit we didn't choose, but you got to make sure that you are being there for your child in the right way. And that means making good decisions for them. And that really makes me think about the whole Donda University. And, you know, I'm just tired of Kanye. You know, he the whole I'm not talking for 30 days. And then the next day he posted some shit like I'm tired of him. And I don't know exactly what remarks Kanye West said, but he said something that was very problematic in the terms of the safety of the students in his school. And for the most part, the school had this anonymity that nobody knows who goes to the school. So um, Keisha Cole, if you don't know who Keisha Cole is, she's like a, she was a popular singer for a couple years. And um, I guess her son was going to the school and Kanye West posted about doing some threatening things to the students at the school or something like that. Some kind of in the window. And I don't care if he was just using it as shock factor or whatever, but you don't do no shit like that, especially when uh, dangerous things are happening in these schools all the time. So Keisha Cole posted that she was removing her son from the Donda University school, which in like in hindsight, that sounds cool. Oh, she's taking her but my first thought was, why the hell is your son in the school in the beginning? And don't get me wrong, like, uh, I think it's important for us as parents to teach our kids things that that traditional schools not gonna teach them. You know the the um, Marcus Garvey's, the uh, Christopher Columbus real story, like stuff like that. I understand, but I'm not gonna have my kid in a school with no accreditation. And if you don't know what that means, that means, like, say I went to a college and I spent my four years, I got a degree, but the school don't have accreditation. That means that my degree is worthless. Like, I wouldn't be able to go and get a master's degree with that bachelor's degree because it means nothing. It's basically like when y'all go and sit for an hour and let somebody uh, give y'all a makeup certificate that they printed off their computer and y'all think y'all certified to be a makeup artist. It's a... Because that ain't real. That ain't how you get. <laughs> they be like, yeah, I went to Mama B's uh, cosmetology school. And it was one day. And I got a piece of paper that says that I'm a cop. No. Like, it's really crazy that you even thought to put your kid in that school in the first place. Because I just feel like that means they ain't got all the licenses and stuff that they're supposed to have. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. That's her own personal choice. That's her own kid. She Y'all get to do whatever y'all want to do with y'all y'all kids, and we just hope that it ends up being okay in the long run. But y'all out here just wild. Well, I mean, them them folks that went to ITT Tech and all that, they they ain't got no student loans no more. So. But they ain't got no degree. Either, <laughs> they ain't got shit. no degree either. But <laughs> hey, at least they ain't got to worry about the loans no more. Right, because I'm still waiting on that shit to hit. It's finna be December, JoJo. They keep filing motions to stop And it's really like all these hating ass governors and senators and shit that don't want to pay these people uh, student loans off. 
and it's our money. Like, what's the commercial? It's like the money that you use to pay off the student loans is our money. And all these people are like, oh, well, I paid my student loans off. I don't want to. I feel like you should uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Fuck you. Okay? And I mean that. Like, you can kiss the deepest part of my butthole. Like, dead ass. Not, also, I, this is off. This is a little bit more off topic. Let's talk about student loans. I don't think people realize that these same people that's talking about they paid off their student loans, like, universities wasn't as expensive as they are now so whatever amount that you had from your student loans back in the day like now you probably got a real good job or whatever so now you can you're able to pay off whatever amount your student loans were which is not as much as people that we people when we graduated and even people after us that graduated has had to pay like when we was in college, it was $5,000 a year just for room and board. Bro, I paid. freshman year, you had to get the highest mm-hmm. um, meal, plan. meal plan, which was, what, $1,700, I think? Mm-hmm. Like, so, that's when we was in school. I can only imagine what it is now. I had to pay an extra $10,000. $10,000 just because I went from Illinois to a school in Alabama. $10,000. I ain't got I didn't get $10,000 more of education. I didn't get a a fancier I didn't get a more cushioned seat in the damn hall or whatever. I didn't get a better dorm room for that extra $10,000. But I had to pay an extra $10,000. I decided to pick a school outside of my state. And the reason I picked a school outside of my state is because I feel like sometimes you stagnate yourself when you stay at home. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted, my mom was like, go somewhere else because she didn't want me to be, to be safe or whatever. Like, travel the world and all of this. Like, and it's unfortunate that they punish you for wanting to go and meet other people and, and live in a different culture and all that shit but whether jojo canceled the student loans or not we'll see how long it takes them to get their money back because like tupac said i don't know if i'm gonna ever be able to pay you back because <laughs> that's exactly how i feel about them student loans and it's just really unfortunate that it's people out here that's just really hating on other people and speaking of hating on other people somebody tell drake to get his panties out of a bunch like, somebody go get him some head or, or some sex or give him a hug is more like it. Because he is getting on my last nerve when it comes to this new Drake era. Like, we don't forget that Drake was on the songs crying about how a stripper broke up with him. But now you on these songs acting like you this play-up pimp gangster. And I'm like, nigga, Aubrey, come real close. Listen up. We remember Jimmy... From Degrassi. And we've been letting you slide for a good little minute pretending to be a gangster, but this shit is getting irritating. Because if you guys haven't heard the album, Her 2, it's a Drake collab with 21 Savage, and I love 21 Savage. But, and it's basically like Drake uh, hating on all these different females 
on one track. Like you got the track where he says, uh, uh, what it says, she lied about uh being shot, but she's still a stallion. She went to school, but she ain't learned nothing. And they like, oh, it's a double entendre. He maybe he talking about ass shots. He can be talking about ass shots and talking about Meg the Stallion in the same breath. I'm like, dude, I don't care about um that Tory Lanez and Megan the Stallion. That's between them two. That's between him, her, and the other girl that was in the car. That's it. If you weren't in the car with them, it ain't got nothing to do with you. Or whatever. And people need to understand, and I think it's a valuable lesson to understand that um, you don't know your friends as good as you think you do. Your friend has done some shit that they got to take to their grave that they ain't even told you. Like, it it reminds me of, remember when uh, Rashida and Toya were saying that um, that uh, K. Michelle was lying about Memphis hitting on her? And y'all went in on her like my friend would never do that and then found out your friend could. This is why it's important to, to mind your business and certain things when it comes to your friend. Because you be going hard did that shit. My friend would our my friend would never. My friend would your friend would do it. So now you I can't wait for the end of this trial because it's taking fucking forever and I don't know why. So we can figure out what the truth is. So either side can get their apologies. Because if Meg was lying, okay, prove it. If if he didn't do it, prove it. So we can move on because it's not fair to her because y'all all talking about Meg lying. Meg, Megan don't even be saying nothing. She be over there minding her business. And it's all these other people who ain't got a care in the world that's bringing her name up for clout because your last album didn't sell. Now you got to make sure that you had these catchy entendres and all of this, um, these subliminal messages. You then brought up Ice Spice, which I don't know if he was really referring to her. Maybe she knows some shit we don't know. Because that line was a little obscure for her to think that it was about her. Because he said something like, she's a 10, but some shit, I don't know. Then he talking about Serena Williams' husband, a groupie. Nigga, I want my husband to be a groupie. The fuck? If anybody should be a groupie, for them, it should be your spouse. But you sitting up in the bed, lonely as hell, eating hagen talking about somebody else's uh, marriage that you wish you had. Because this really shows me that Drake really wishes that he had love, and he keeps uh, projecting onto these women. Because he ain't said nothing about no no men in this uh, album. You you projecting yourself onto women? Like, come on, bro. You was not a gangster. Like, chill out. Like, go hug your mom or something because you getting on my nerves. And everybody been going in on him talking about you doing all this talking or whatever when you ain't even really want to take care of your kid. Like, we ain't forget about that. We just been letting you slide because you be having hits every now and again. But Drake, ugh, I lost a lot of respect for him after this album. Like, I really did. I was very disappointed in how he presented this himself. Because he really giving me little dick energy, even though I know that his dick ain't little. You know what I'm saying? Like spiritual little dick energy. But how you feel about it? What you feel about Drake? Are we still bumping her too? Um, well, first, I haven't heard any 
of the album at all. Um, I've only just like seen whatever lyrics or whatever he had. Um, so I'm not a big album person anyway. Like your album got to be like really, really good for me to like completely listen to it. But I was just like, this is the most randomest thing for Drake to be putting out. Like, what was the purpose? What was the reason? Like, him and Meg have been been pictured together, like hanging out or you know wherever they was at or whatever for whatever event. So I'm like. What was the reason? Because even, let's just say that he wasn't talking about Meg the Stallion. Let's, in a, in a different world, let's just say he wasn't talking about her. Nobody heard that and was like, hey, I know you say you ain't talking about her, but, you know, I don't really know if we should be doing this because... You know, people going, you literally said stallion. And then, yeah. you know, you could have let that pass. But then you also said she went to school and then learned. Who else are you talking about? Yeah. And it's it's, it's like Meg the Stallion. Uh, first of all, Megan the Stallion. She literally has stallion in her rap name. Is very synonymous these days for being a stallion. Who else was people gonna think you talking about? Like, I'm and I'm just not understanding where this energy is coming from. Is that's I think that's what I'm most confused about. Is like I'm not understanding where this energy is coming from. I don't know who wrote that rap for you and those for those mm-hmm. lyrics, and you was like, yeah, um, that's what I'm gonna rap about, like. These women that you're talking about are in good relationships. Meg Lasagna just celebrated two years with her boyfriend, which, sir, the way party be throwing her around, you could never. Facts. I don't care how much exercising, buffing up you doing, you could never. Facts. Because when I seen that, I said, well... I see why they got back together. You can't right. leave that alone. But anyway. That's the difference between and, big dick energy and little dick energy. And, and what's so surprising is is that her boyfriend has been like silent. I think maybe the last time somebody said something, mm-hmm. he kind of like said something a little bit. But, you know, he be staying in his lane, staying quiet, providing and making her happy for the most part. But y'all keep playing with this man, woman, mm-hmm. and eventually he gonna have to show y'all what that man with the chart said. You fuck around and you gonna find out mm-hmm. on TikTok. That's that's what's gonna happen. Cause 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 why? This girl is over here living her life, being great, and y'all just keep bringing up something that happened what two years ago now, almost at this point. Mm-hmm. And she ain't said really said anything about it other than when she went what and talked to the Gail King, and that was after Tori had got cited for saying stuff about her on Twitter and all of this. I'm just tired of it. So court system, can y'all hurry this up? Because what happened to uh, a speedy trial? 
Like, and then my thing is, so this is at the end of the day of it all when it comes to this Meg the Stallion thing, is that okay, if Tori didn't shoot her, okay, he didn't shoot her. But somebody shot her. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's not medical records, court documents that say that they had to take bullet fragments out of this girl's foot. Like, I don't think a doctor would just lie about that. I mean, yeah. doctors do be lying, but they do. I don't think something like that they would just lie about. I think that some of the people that support, like, the, the guys like Kanye West and the guys like Tory and, and shit, they remind me of Trump supporters. It's like, no matter what you tell them, they don't care. They gonna stand on what they, whatever conspiracy that they stand on. Because you can show, line up all the facts and they'll still be like, well, you know. Uh. And then with the Serena Williams thing, first of all, First of all, I didn't know that he was like the like co-founder or founder of Reddit. Like, he, yes, that nigga is rich. I didn't, I didn't know that. So, which that has, well, it kind of has something. To, first of all, first of all, first of all, this that is that woman's husband. Why would he not be a groupie of her? Like, not groupie in the sense of like that, but like he supports his wife, like. Bruh, he just mad because he got more money than he can ever think of. And then my thing is, is that if this man created or helped create Reddit, he ain't got nothing to do all day. But be with his wife and his daughter. Bruh, they living their best motherfucking life. So, like, come on. If they together all, Serena Williams just decided that she was going to take a break from tennis. This man, Reddit been around for a long time. Which means this man ain't had to do nothing for a long time. So now that he's married to Serena Williams, who's working her job, what else he got to do? And then, but if he wasn't together, there, people would have something to say. If he wasn't coming to her her tennis matches and cheering on her, oh, why her husband ain't came to her matches? Also, if I was Serena Williams' husband, I would want to be there to see her in these little bitty dresses Facts. with this big old booty. Yes. Running around the court making noise. Okay? And these be the same dudes <laughs> of what we've been doing. These are the same dudes in one breath be like, oh, uh, protect black women. But then y'all don't really want to be with black women. Then get mad when that black women that you didn't want to be with get with a white man. Oh, she ain't for the culture. She ain't this and she ain't that. When you weren't even checking for her. So let Serena Williams live her best life for her husband. And the real reason why she's taking a break is because they're trying to have another baby. So you know what that means. I'm trying to get my cheeks clapped. Come on. And you just mad. Like, ain't nothing like an ex saying some shit about your man when y'all ain't even been together. Like, you a clown ass nigga. You a groupie. Let's be real. He a basketball wife. Like, for real. Like, shut up, Drake. Just get on Drake truths better. I, you know what it is? Is that he's still hurt that he Brianna don't want him. I think that and he the one that the messed that up. That's the thing because like it's nobody's fault that you fumbled that bag. And now it. Rihanna is happily in a relationship. They had a baby. Is is 
if not a billionaire, headed towards that. Like no, she, she a billionaire, yeah. Oh, she is. So mm-hmm. she she's out here. Her and ASAP Rocky is out here living their best life. Like, it's nobody's fault that you wanted to be a player so bad, and now that you want to settle down, don't nobody want to be with you. Yeah, because you're getting too old to like, be living like this. And I like, let's be real. Your baby mama's still there. I don't know. And if she she did send him anybody. the cutest little uh video. Happy birthday, daddy. They still fucking. Well, obviously. But <laughs> like, just be with your baby mama then. And, and you already you already started half the family process. Just be with her. Yeah, because come on, bro. You you heard out here. It's okay. But I do before we get which is my I think it's my new favorite thing. Because you guys are wowing out here. I want to know, when do you think is appropriate time to put up your Christmas tree? Is it November 1st? Is it Thanksgiving weekend? Or is it December 1st? Um, so I always, like growing up, it was always, I think we did it after Thanksgiving. So like, the day after or like the week after Thanksgiving you put up your Christmas tree um but now I kind of see why people start putting it up earlier than Thanksgiving because December goes by really fast yeah and also and uh, most of the time like you put up your Christmas decorations and you had them up until like after New Year's but like it all goes by so quickly, and if you live in like a big house that you didn't decorate everything everywhere, that could possibly take days. So no, I don't want to take my Christmas decorations down, or only have them up for a little bit. So I can see why people would want to, you know, put them up a little bit earlier. When I move into my house, because I'm not doing it now, but because we not we really, I don't think we're gonna really go ham on Christmas decorations because we're going to the mountains for Christmas this year. But I know when we move into our house, Lord willing, I think I'm going to have a tree up year round. Like I want to have two trees. I want to have a tree in the dining area with the season. So like St. Patrick's Day, we change the shit or whatever. And then have like a Christmas tree that we put up, you know, after Thanksgiving. Because like you said, for me, my family, we always put it up the day after Thanksgiving or like that weekend. But I, I don't know. I'm just been in a really festive mood. I don't know if it's because I'm a mother and I want to experience all of the holidays. So I'm really thinking about, like, getting ready for our hol- uh, holiday decorations. But I'm with it. If you want to put your fucking Christmas tree up and keep it up year-round, talk your shit. Whatever is going to make you happy and, and um, decorate your shit good or whatever, have fun and, and really just surround yourself with light and love because time is not promised to anybody, and I think that we should enjoy this life in every way humanly possible. I do think, though, that we should not start playing Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. Thank I, you. I can I can do without the Christmas music until like December first. I can, yes. probably, you know, because um, if I hear Mariah Carey, uh, and I know she get a. Imagine, like, you getting a bank. Like, she Every already knows. Every single year, that song goes back into the top Billboard 100. 
but see, for me, I'm a uh uh a Temptations boys to men Christmas music. I don't want to hear Mariah Carey. Like the song isn't bad if you hear it once a week or yeah. you know once every blue moon during the season. But there are so many other Christmas songs that, especially as black people, Bruh. I guess Mariah Carey is black. And she like half black or whatever. Yeah, her dad black too. Anyway, so, you know, she black. But there's so many other black. I think what it is is because she's the only black person that got Christmas music that can go black and white that people like it so much. That's why I'm assuming. But I think that I wouldn't dislike the song as much if I didn't work in retail. Yeah, I think that's really what there's um, enough songs in the out. universe where they could play a different song every day up until Christmas time. Yeah, because you're not finna hear like the 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 we like the black Christmas music. Yeah, so you're not finna be well. It depends on where you work at because I feel like I have heard like a a black person Christmas song. Maybe mm-hmm. not like the Temptations or anything, but I feel like I have every no, once see, in a while in my job. Christmas the song. speakers didn't work in our area, so we got our own speakers, and it's all us black folk. So I made the playlist, and you already know when you hear "In My Mind," because that's the only that's the only way it can go. Because I'm excited for Christmas this year. I'm really excited to spend Christmas with my family in the mountains. I think I've decided to be one of those mothers that are anti gifts and pro memories. So we y'all finna see us everywhere. Okay. Just know that. And anti-gifts does not mean that my baby is not gonna get gifts because anybody that knows me knows that she has literally two rooms full of shit. When I say clothes, she got every toy, all the stacky shit. She can't even do nothing with none of that stuff yet, but she got it. So don't confuse anti-gift with uh her not getting anything. Cause I'm one of those people that if I see something and, and I want her to have it, she going to have it even if it's on a Tuesday. But I do think it's important because think about it, you spend all this money on Christmas, which really the true meaning is supposed to be Jesus. And we spend all this money and then the kids play with that shit for a week. And then that's it. So I really want to be pro memory. But that means it's time for our new segment, Am I the Asshole? As always, this is an anonymous story that we haven't heard prior to reading it. We're going to read the story to you guys, and you guys can let us know, and we'll let you guys know whether or not that person was an asshole. Okay. Am I the asshole for telling my fiancé that he ruined our vacation when he decided to take the kids? My fiancé, 41, is divorced and shares custody of his 11-year-old and 7-year-old with his ex-wife. We planned a vacation to a resort, and I took care of all the reservations and payment, but first I had to make sure he was absolutely free on that date, a three-day weekend. He gave me the okay, and I went ahead with the booking. Two days before the vacation, his ex called him asking if he had could have the kids after she got into an accident and broke her leg. He took them immediately for the weekend. As soon as I saw them, I lost my temper on him. He said it was okay and that he'd either take them with us or postpone. I had a huge argument with him, and he said I was ruining the vacation by this reaction, and I told him that he ruined the vacation the minute he took the kids off his ex. I ended up going to stay with a friend after that. He's upset with my reaction and saying that I'm judging him by his circumstances and making him feel bad for wanting to make sure his kids were taken care of. Edit. Look, this isn't the first time he's done this before and caused me to cancel a lot and cost money and time off of work as well. 
Okay. <laughs> so my initial, th- first of all, my initial thing is in this situation, I feel like, yes, you are being an asshole in this particular situation because, you know, this is something that the lady had an accident. Her leg broke, okay? And I'm pretty sure, you know, when you got kids, like, she can't do nothing. Like, you know, and these is his kids. So when something happens, then... You need he he got to step up. He got to make sure they straight, like, cause she ain't gonna be able to do nothing. So I feel like in this instance, you are the asshole. But what I was also thinking before you said the edited part was, is that this has to be a situation where this, not this particular situation where like the lady broke her leg, but this has probably been a thing that y'all been having an issue with anyway. And this is another reason why it's so hard to date people with kids because kids always going to be the top priority. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. They always going to be the top priority. And me as a single person that don't got no kids, I'd be annoyed. I have dated people with kids and I'd be so annoyed. Do I express that with them? Of course not because these are their children. When you start dating somebody or talking to them, this is what you sign up for. So, you know, these are the things that you're going to have to deal with. Now, do I also think that on the other side of that, that people, significant others realize I feel like sometimes people's significant others kind of take advantage of that. And it's always something that comes up. But Mm -hmm. because if this is your, if this man is your fiance, like his kids is always going to come before you. But also I feel like he needs to start setting boundaries with his ex-wife, whoever she is. Um, If these are, if, if in other situations, things have constantly happen where she like, oh, I need you to take kids. Oh, I need you to take kids. Oh, I need need you to take the kids. Um, Only because, like, y'all about to be married. So it's kind of like that thing where, like, that thing was going around, like, who do you serve first, your man, your kids? Like, that? Because now that if he if y'all about to get married, he kind of had to prioritize you first as well. So it's a sticky situation. And I ain't got kids. So my first logical thing would be like, fuck them kids. But in this <laughs> situation, like she the lady leg broke. Like she ain't gonna be able to take care of them. And that's their father. So she shouldn't have to call somebody else and be like, hey, can you help me take care of the kids when they have a father who seems like he's obviously active. So, but like I said, I do feel like the other situations outside this situation, he probably do need to maybe be like, hey, you know, we got this plan. Like, because it is, it's it's very annoying when you make plans for something and you didn't took off, you didn't spend your money. These places don't be wanting to give you your money back. So I get it, but... Yeah. So 
this is from somebody that's been in a similar situation. So, n- number one thing that when you're dating a man with children or a woman that has children, you have to make sure that you're cool with that. Everything that comes with it. There's going to be late night calls. There's going to be trips to the hospital. There's going to be uh, uh, interruptions. That just comes the name of the game. So, like you said, it seems like that there may have been prior things that was building up or whatever. But for me, I I'm I don't know. For me, it's sexy as hell to watch my husband be a father. Like that just really gets my loins going. And like to see him drop everything for the kids is what I want him to do. I would look at him differently if he was just like fuck them kids. And any woman that allows they mate to to not take care of their kids in regards to doing some shit for her, I can't rock with that. Like and like he said, it ain't like you canceled the trip. Depending on what kind of trip it was, bring the fucking kids with you. And then tell him that he responsible for planning the trip the next time without the kids. Or vice versa. Because the kids are always gonna come first. In our household, that whole who eats first, our kids eat first. It because it, it's been a lot of times where we've cooked a meal and the kids be real hungry and we uh feed them and then we'll look at each other like yo you know we'll just take a half a piece of or whatever instead to make sure they fed or whatever and and that don't mean uh that i love my husband or less or i love my kids more first off i want people to understand that the love that you have for your children is a separate love than the love that you have for your spouse it's not the same kind of love i love my daughter more than anything in this universe but the love I have for my husband isn't, you can't compare the two because they're not the same. What my husband can do for me, my daughter can never feel that void and vice versa. So I don't even compare them in that nature or whatever. Like, girl, you need to look long and hard because it seemed like he's not the person that you should be marrying. And not you can love him or whatever, whatever, but it just seemed like his life is not going to line up with what you want for your life and that's okay you can love him and tell him hey you know i don't think in the long term because what's going to happen is this is going to be a strain on your marriage anything that is going on while y'all in the dating phase will amplify when you get married so and then it's hard to you can't just wake up one day and be like, all right i want to get a divorce like that shit takes time and money and energy so you got to make sure that you're looking at these red flags and not necessarily even red flags, but something that you're, that's not compatible with the lifestyle that you want. Long term, like Ice has already said, she don't want to date a nigga with kids. She already understand that. So, going do forward... Do I still do it? Absolutely. <laughs> because it's very hard to find people now that's our age that don't have kids. Do that's I true. end up regretting it? Absolutely. But, you know, it comes with the territory. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, you just gotta know what you can and cannot do and everything else. So... Uh, I think that she's being a complete asshole in this specific scenario. But, but I, I think also, that she should tell us more. We're missing something. Yeah, because I also want to play a little bit of say something else about that as somebody who has dated people with kids. Never so much serious, like, I'm about to get engaged to them, but again, the kids are always going to be top priority. But we also know that there are women, mm-hmm. like, most of the time in these co-parenting situations, somebody got a weekend, 
you got certain weekends, you got certain days during the week or whatever that y'all had the kids, y'all split the time. But some of these women, they be no like they be doing stuff. I ain't yeah, gonna lie. I, I agree. I don't know this lady. Like it, it could just be just happenstance that she always need him to get the kids. But like I said, like these is his kids too. So you just you gotta do, roll with the punches. But it do be women that be being petty when they know that you moving on or whatever. And it's always something that comes up. But at the end of the day, them his kids too that he laid up and had kids with that lady. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he if they were still together and something happened to her, he would have to take them. So, you know, it's annoying. Not annoying. Because I'm not going to say, be like, I like love to see when men are taking care of their kids and being affectionate and making sure they're straight. Like, it's, it is a very attractive thing. But also, when you're somebody who doesn't have kids and you don't have that connection, yeah, you can you start being a little bit selfish mm. because you like, well, shit, I didn't, I'm planning all this stuff and that every time I'm planning something, something always come up that or this and that. So in your mind, you start being a little selfish. But when you date somebody with kids, it come with the territory. So you just gotta either you gonna roll with the punches. Because it sounds like you don't want to and you don't have to. That's mm-hmm. the thing. You you don't have to. If that's not something that you want for your life, because it's going to keep happening. Yep. So if that's not something you want for your life, then you need to go ahead and be like, hey, like, like, like she said, just go ahead and let it go because it ain't, it's gonna do, it ain't going to do nothing but get worse. Yep, and you got at minimum 11 more years to, to deal with that. Because I promise you, and, and really, that's minimum. Like my parents don't really have to interact with each other, but that's the very minimum that you're still gonna have to interact. But even with your parents, you just had a baby, so guess what? Your parents yeah. had to come together. So did <laughs> like... my daddy was in the room. My, my mom was. When I tell you guys, and and I don't know, maybe you guys like these longer episodes, but when I tell y'all, my parents hadn't spoken to each other since my wedding, which has been. Well, we got married in 2019, so three years ago. They hadn't spoken in three years. So I was like, oh, my God. They finna be in the same room. And they was like, shit, whatever. Water on the ducks, off a duck's back. We got to come together. My mama was down there like a goddamn quarterback. And my dad, my dad refused to look, which I'm I'm very grateful. uh, Because any woman that's ever had a baby, like, they had your ass out here like a spring chicken with your legs from east to west baby but he was there with me held the baby cleaned the little shit off of her like all that so for real for real that shit is forever as long as your kids is alive and you alive you gonna have to talk to your your other person y'all gonna see each other at functions or whatever the case may be so she gotta decide right here and right now if that's the life you wanna deal with because and again People that are single that don't have kids, you don't have like. I know it seems like it's it's slim out here with people that that also don't have kids. But if that's not what you want to do, then you don't have to. You can find somebody that don't have kids, or maybe they only got one kid, and you can deal with that. But 
you don't have to. If that's not what you want for your life and you feel like it's going to be an inconvenience to you in your life, then you don't. Because you never know what could happen. You know, you and this man could get married, y'all could have a baby, and then it don't work out, and now you that woman. Mm-hmm. And this is very unfortunate, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I know this happened to my mother-in-law. So what happens if his ex-wife die? How you going to feel when he got to take over the role? And I don't wish anything on her, but that's a possibility. So if you ain't cool with her just breaking her leg and him having to watch the kid for three days or whatever, however long, how would you feel if something happened to her and now he got to take care of his kids forever? So these are the things you got to think about when you deciding on a mate because it can happen. And it happened with, well, it was a whole thing like, father-in-law was a rolling stone i ain't gonna lie to you i love him though but he had it was kind of like that movie fences it was the exact same scenario and my mother-in-law took the boy in and raised him so you got to make sure you got to make sure what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do in this life because it's crazy and it'll throw some curveballs at you so um, i do think she's an asshole and hopefully they figure out what they want to do with their marriage going forward because this is just the beginning my love well they ain't even married yet right (laughs) this is the start to figure out if they want to be married and that's figure it out before you spend all that money on caterers and fucking venues and and invitations and plates just because that's just expensive like i hate those shows where people figure out at the damn wedding that they don't want to be married you knew last week before all this shit was confirmed. Now we can't get our deposit back. And the wedding is the least of the money. The divorce, I'm pretty sure, is even more. Especially well, no, if you're not you, amicable. Depending on, like, I think you can get it annulled if you, like, well, if it ain't yeah. been that long. But yeah. that's neither here nor there. Um, I think it's time for my favorite part of the episode. Your favorite part of the episode is the motherfucking Misfit Minute. The Misfit Minute. As always, if you guys made it through to the end of the episode, we do appreciate you guys. This was a doozy. There was a lot that happened this week, and we wanted to really not gloss over anything. So um, I really appreciate you guys for uh, rocking with us this long. If you haven't already, make sure you guys are following us on all social media at Misguided Misfits Pod. Because I'm telling you, there's a lot of information that we don't include in the episode. So if you guys want to be updated on anything from politics to to questionnaires to celebrity news, just make sure you guys are following us um, on social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that jazz. If you guys want to support me, and we're going to have a lot of holiday stuff going on, a lot of holiday sales going on for you guys. Um, at bedrockcosmetics.com. You can also shop any misguided misfits merch. All you got to do is go to www.bedrockcosmetics.com, click on that misguided misfits link, and shop to your heart's content. Because I know that Chicago wind was killing y'all yesterday. Girl. And, and I bet you wish you had on a misguided misfits hat and a misguided misfits hoodie. So make sure you guys are shopping because I know. It was disrespectful to all you women that was out there wearing y'all wigs. I've seen a lot of videos. Uh, also, just if you guys want to support my family, my little munchkin, make sure you guys are shopping. All proceeds from Bear Rock Cosmetics is going to these bills, baby. So please make sure you guys are shopping. You can use code BearRock20 to save 20% off your purchase. Um, and I think that's all I got. 
Um, and like I say every week, it's coming, y'all. I promise y'all it's coming. But I just want to make sure that it's going to be good and fruitful for y'all. But um, follow Beauty Effect on um, Instagram and Facebook. If you got any questions, you can always DM, a, DM um, us on either one of those platforms or um, email at support at beautyeffect.com. Um, I might also maybe have like a little other little venture that I might be like doing okay. with crocheting. Yes. Um, I I don't know quite yet, but I did make a a, a Instagram for my crochet stuff. I got a post up there right now, just one. But <laughs> um, that is Isis pulls up a loop. Um, if anybody crochets out there, then that's like a little haha insider thing. But yeah. Well, as always, we love you guys. Uh, Thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.